I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where we're recording the Diz Dads podcast, episode number 18. Tonight, we're continuing our resort review series, looking at the Port Orleans resorts, French Quarter and Riverside, and also at the Caribbean Beach Moderate Resort. With me tonight are Mark Pratt, Pratt Pack on the boards. Hey, Mark. Good evening, everybody. Ryan Trikler, I am Trike. Hello. David Nicely, the Duck 619. Hi, everybody. And Diz Doctor, our own Dr. Phil, Philip Cole. Hello. So, guys, last time we did a, a resort review show, we, we talked about the, um, the value resorts. We're moving kind of up a step to the moderate resorts. What makes the moderate resorts different from the uh, value resorts that we talked about last time? I think one of the things that you get is a little bit more, uh, a little more of an intimate feel than from the values, you know, uh, using sort of uh, Port Orleans as a reference, you get those private quiet pools, so you're not just enthralled into one big giant pool, you have the opportunity to, you know, go to a smaller quieter area, um, and you seem to have a little bit more, um, what I would call softer theming, as opposed to the values where it's kind of big and uh, really driven toward families. I would agree there. I think the, the resorts are a little bit more spread out so that you can find those those quiet areas and, and kind of find a find a spot to, to do whatever activity you want to do. And, uh, and you have a few more options of places to go and, and things to do those things in. Well, and, and, you know, I guess it seems to me that one of the most basic benefits of moving up to a moderate from a value is uh, quite possibly the most uh, most obvious one, which is more space. Um, they're just playing bigger. Yeah, they are, they are a little bit bigger. This is Mark. Um, they, they're a little bit bigger, and they also have, um, I, I believe all the moderate resorts have a fridge in the room as well. You don't have to order that one at that uh, special. And at extra cost. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I also believe that the moderates, at least some of them, and we'll talk about this more specifically in a minute, but uh, are beginning to move to larger beds as well. Um, all of the value resorts are uh, double beds unless you're in a, a room with a king. In the moderate resorts, there are still some moderate resorts that are, are in the you're using the double beds but um, at least in the Port Orleans resorts they're in the process of uh, converting the vast majority of those rooms to queen size beds. Well why don't we go ahead then and, and jump into some of this discussion of the the particular resorts and uh, I wanted to start with the the smallest of the moderate resorts and that is the uh, Port Orleans French Quarter because I know several of you have stayed there so um, David I believe you said that you'd stayed at uh, Port Orleans French Quarter. Am I remembering correctly? That is correct. So what was your favorite thing about Port Orleans French Quarter? Well, um, we actually got into it um, sort of by um, accident, if you can say that. We had booked Caribbean Beach, but they were doing the major renovation. Um, so they moved us over to, to Port Orleans. Um, what I really liked about it was the overall theming, especially early in the morning. We went; It was really humid. Um, so it really kind of felt like New Orleans. Um, the pool is really uh, nicely themed with the, the big water serpent, water slide. Um, and where we stayed near the pool there, we were right next to the food court. 
Um, so in terms of for us, getting around everywhere, it was a short walk to the pool, short walk to the food court, and then the bus stop was right outside um, the main entrance uh, into the resort, which was right there by the food court. Um, so everything just seemed to go uh, really well in terms of getting from, you know, the different points. And uh, Ryan, you mentioned you'd stayed at French Quarter also. Uh, anything you'd like to add to David's comments? Well, like David, I, I wound up there on my first time. Accidentally, our flight was canceled, and so we had to check out of the Contemporary. So we wound up at Port Orleans, and that, that was our first stay there. Um, it, the size was, was, was definitely something that, that we really liked. We liked the fact that it was a smaller resort, and so, you know, we, while the theming was, was really great and, and the grounds were good to walk around and it's beautiful to be able to walk, walk down along the w river there. Uh, we were really looking for a resort that we could get around quickly. Um, and, and even the far rooms there aren't that far away from, from the dining and the pool and, and kind of the central area there. Philip, anything else you'd like to add about French Quarter? Uh, I haven't stayed at French Quarter. I've stayed at, oh, okay. at Riverside, but but I do know the the ferry boat service that runs from Riverside and, and French Quarter going to downtown Disney. I think is a, a unique plus that those two resorts offer. That's a good point, and um, actually remind me because I want to come back to that when uh, when we talk some more about about Riverside. Um, Mark, was there anything about French Quarter that you wanted to add? Uh, we just kind of walked around it and just really enjoyed the theme, and especially the pool, like he was talking about the the serpent water slide and, and the theming they had of the pool was really neat. Um, and I guess inside the dining hall and stuff, the, the decorations and the big masks that they had, you know, around the resorts were pre pretty neat. And uh, just to provide some context as we get into this, uh, you know, room rates at uh, Port Orleans, French Quarter, you know, obviously they're going to range, but uh, the you know at the low end value season, uh, you'd be talking about somewhere in the range of uh, you know $160 a night. So still more than a, a value, but a, you know fairly reasonable um, hotel rate. The other thing uh, would then be during the the busier times like the peak seasons in the summer uh you know obviously it's more expensive then more expensive on weekends and uh at those times you know the rates start at, at 225 and and work their way up um you know up to uh uh you know 250 or so for a a, a room with a, a special view or a, a king size bed now one of the things that that uh philip brought up is that both Port Orleans French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside have uh, these boats that go from the resort to downtown Disney. And uh, Philip, have, have, did you take the opportunity to, to use those uh, boats? We, we have, and we try to make a, a special effort each each time we're there to uh, to put aside one evening to do that. Uh, and it's uh, it's probably not the quickest way to get to downtown Disney, but it's certainly a, a relaxing uh, boat ride and. It's enjoyable for the kids, a uh, different way to, to get there, different type of transportation. And uh, uh, it is a, an interesting, another way to see the resort and see the, the, other, uh, the other resorts as you go past uh, from Riverside, you pass French Quarter, and then you pass uh, some of the other resorts in the downtown Disney area. You get to see some of the golf courses as well. Now, one of the things about French Quarter that, that 
some people consider a, a detraction is that uh, as, as David mentioned earlier, there's a food court at French Quarter. There isn't an actual sit-down restaurant at French Quarter. But um, I hear really good things about the food court there. And uh, as a matter of fact, it has one of the some, you know, unique items that are related to the, the theme of the resort. Um, you know, David, what did you think about of the uh, food offerings there at the French Quarter Food Court? Um, you know, we like them. It's one of the things that, you know, we like is that we can grab something quick. But the uh, uh, the beignets became a, a big favorite, um, kind of to have those, you know, either on a nightly or on a morning basis before we'd head out. Um, uh, they did have uh, one Cajun dish. I don't remember off the top of my head, but my father-in-law uh, did enjoy it. So it was nice to have that, and it kind of adds to the whole uh, overall theme of the place. And uh, the other thing, uh, Ryan, you, you had something to mention about French Quarter as well. Well, I know we've tried to book there several times, and it seems to be the moderate that sells out the fastest. And so if you do want to stay there that's and you're looking, that's that's a resort that you have to book earlier than other moderates. Also the beignets are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Also with the uh, with the French Quarter Resort, they, they kind of share resort with uh, Riverside and you can uh, use the pools at Riverside and you can walk over and use the food court and the restaurant there as well. That's a that's a good point. And it's sort of the the um, the I think the way that that sort of French Quarter maximizes its value to to visitors is that on the one hand you get the small resort experience on the other hand because you have access to the riverside amenities as well you know you still kind of have the opportunities that you might only have at a larger resort and of course the downside is that as a result uh, French Quarter seems to sell out pretty fast. Now as long as we're talking about the, the things that kind of include both French Quarter and Riverside, um, both resorts are uh, primarily, uh, the, the primary transportation from both resorts to parks are, are buses. Uh, French Quarter being a small resort has just the one bus stop, but uh, Riverside, which I think we're gonna kind of move to talking about now, actually has four bus stops scattered uh, along the larger resort. Um, does anybody who stayed at Riverside have any issues with the uh, scattered bus stops? No. When we've stayed there, uh, the first uh, one time we stayed, we've been near the the West Depot, which is uh, the uh, actually the second bus stop. Uh, we've really never had any problems with that and actually thought that was the, the bus stop to use until the following year we stayed near the uh, the front uh, lobby building and, and boarded at the South Depot, and that's actually the first stop, uh, 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 picking up and dropping off, and that was even better. So we, uh, we, we certainly had good luck with the South and West Depot, uh, but the yeah, the bus services were always timely and, uh, and frequent. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, and one thing I did want to mention before we leave French Quarter is that uh, a complete renovation or, or a refurb, really, not a not a renovation, but a refurb of Port Orleans French Quarter was recently completed. And my understanding is that all of the rooms at Port Orleans French Quarter that are not king bedrooms um, now have two queen size beds. Uh, so for those of us who are a little larger... 
uh, that's an important consideration. Uh, I know that it's much more comfortable for me to be sharing a queen size bed than it is to be sharing a, uh, a full size bed or double bed uh, like we did in the value resorts. So as we move over to Riverside, and, and we did talk a little bit there about the transportation, the, the boats and the buses, um, Mark, you, you do I remember right, you've stayed at uh, Riverside? Yeah, we stayed at Riverside uh, our last trip in December. And what was your favorite thing about Riverside in December? Uh, the warm room. <laughs> no, because <laughs> it was cold in December. Um, the biggest thing we liked... We stayed in the Magnolia Terrace, which was back by the North Depot, and we really didn't have any issues with the bus. It was kind of a walk to the bus from our room, but other than that, you know, it wasn't that bad. The rooms were nice, um, well-themed, and the, the building that we stayed in, it looked like, you know, a big, huge southern mansion. It was beautiful. Um, the the restaurants there were great. The, the swimming pool was, was great there. The kids enjoyed that. Um... There's a guy, what's his name? Yeehaw, Yeehaw Bob. Bob. Yeah, Yeehaw Bob. If you ever get a chance to go see that guy, do it. He was hilarious. He had the whole the whole crowd singing the, the 12 Days of Christmas, and it, it was a riot. So, you know, it it's a great resort. It's, you know, really nice theme. I love the option of being able to jump on the boat and go into downtown Disney. And, you know, you, you do stop at French Quarters and... You also go by the the tree houses there at Saratoga, and um, yeah, it was, it was just it was overall it was a really nice resort. We liked it a lot. And we should mention that um, you know, Riverside does have a regular sit down restaurant um, right there in the in the resort. That uh, again, restaurant carries through the theme of the resort pretty nicely. Um, have any of you eaten at the at the restaurant there at Riverside? I have, and you know the the food was fine. Uh, being from Louisiana, I have a little probably some bias, but uh, <laughs> but but nothing wrong with it. It uh, it was certainly good, uh, and uh, the the beignets over at French Quarter were were passable as well. <laughs> hey, that's high praise coming from a Louisianan. Yeah, we ate there as well, Aaron, and uh, I uh, everyone you know enjoyed it. We took the boat down. To it when we stayed in the French Quarter, and uh, it was nice to have that option to have a sit-down restaurant. And uh, the the renovation of Port Orleans Riverside is ongoing. Um, it's it's in process. So if you're looking at booking there, um, one thing you might consider is to request a renovated room when you make your reservation. Um, obviously, it won't guarantee you anything, but uh, the the room assigners do try to honor those when they can. Um, the renovated rooms that have two beds in them, for the most part, will get queen beds. Um, there are a few rooms at Port Orleans Riverside that will still have um, the double beds, and that's because, uh, we should talk about this here now, um, Port Orleans is, is Riverside is, is itself divided into two sections. Um, Mark kind of alluded to this. They stayed in the, uh, in the Magnolia, uh, Magnolia Bend area with the, the sort of the the New Orleans mansion theming, but there's another area of the resort that's referred to Alligator Bayou that has a, a little bit different theming. And, and Philip, why don't you talk about the theming in Alligator Bayou a little bit? Yeah, we've stayed in, in Alligator Bayou several times and, and we, we've liked it. Uh, 
one thing uh, we've we've gone with uh, some large, you know, some groups. We had uh, uh, about seven of us the first time. We had thirteen another time. Uh, so the the ability to have the trundle beds in the alligator bayou section where you can sleep uh, five in a room, uh, assuming one of them's a at least one of them's a child. The trundle beds are not quite full size, but uh, uh, gives you a little bit more options as far as sleeping. Uh, the the buildings themselves are kind of themed like a kind of a Cajun country cottage. Uh, they're uh, set in kind of a, a swampy type landscape, and and really it uh, does give kind of a secluded feeling. Uh, you know, you can't see a, a huge part of the resort from any you know from any vantage point. So it really does give you kind of a secluded feeling around those small pools. And that that really is the important thing uh, I think about Alligator Bayou is that um, those rooms that do have uh, trundle beds are among the few moderate resort rooms that a family of five can stay in. Um, you know, otherwise, you're you're really going to have to look at uh, you know either either Fort Wilderness or uh, you know, moving up to a, a deluxe uh, in order to to have five uh, adults or five non-infants um, in one room. Um, and I've got a, a client actually that's in Disney World right now that's uh, requested an alligator bayou room because they happen to have a, a child who just tosses and turns really badly at night. Um, and if they don't put her in her own bed, nobody's sleeping. So, um, the, the, but as I was alluding to earlier, um, the, those alligator bayou, um, rooms that have the trundle bed, uh, are not getting queen beds. Um, my understanding is that they really wanted to put queen beds in there, but that they just couldn't do it. Um, that, uh, the, the space restrictions, it wasn't going to work. So those, those rooms will still have double beds and the, the trundle bed. Um, and Mark, there was something else that you wanted to add about Riverside. I was just thinking that they say it's one of the largest, you know, one of the larger um, resorts on property. So if you don't know where, if you don't request a room, and remember if you can request it, but they don't always get what you request. But if you put in a request, try to put in, you know, for a close building to the... Um, to the to the main lobby or close to a bus stop or else you're going to be doing a ton of walking that's a good point now the the last sort of a big piece about the uh, port orleans riverside renovation that's going on is that as part of that renovation uh, a pretty good chunk of rooms 512 rooms are going to be converted from regular rooms to specially themed uh royal guest rooms and the sort of the Disney story behind those rooms is that the uh, the Disney princesses are sort of welcoming guests to the royal guest rooms. Um, they've got some really interesting features. Uh, my favorite is the fiber optic lighting in the headboards that makes it look like fireworks on the headboards. Um, but they're really beautifully themed rooms, um, and those the booking is open for those. Uh, people can start staying in those. Uh, I believe it is uh, in in mid February. Uh, yeah, February seventeenth is when Correct. when you can start staying in those rooms, and um, that's even a and, little earlier than originally predicted. 
Right. We we have uh, we have one of those rooms booked for March and are uh, excited to uh, to see what they've what they've done with that. I know the uh, you, you mentioned the fiber optic headboards and I think the the theming is a lot of uh, like you said for the the princess and some of the uh, the princesses excuse me and the and the princes uh, and they have elements from all the different stories uh, incorporated throughout the room the bedspreads and the the fixtures and uh, so I, I think it'll be neat to see. Yeah, if the art of animation with the cars building. They might go for more of a guy's theme, like V8 for a headboard or something, instead of this princessy stuff. <laughs> well, just... you know, the the problem is the art of animation is a is a value resort, and it's just not going to get the kind of. Don't get me wrong, the theming there is going to be beautiful, but they're just not going to do the the detail in the uh, in the theming that you're going to see at the the royal uh, those royal guest rooms. The the theming the intention is for that theming to be kind of over the top um, because you are going to pay a premium for those rooms um, expect to pay a, about a $25 uh, I believe it's about $25 a day premium uh, Philip is that consistent with what you remember I think it is it's not uh, prohibitively expensive uh, and and especially if you're not too concerned about the the specific view that you get they offer uh, guard, standard view garden view uh, a water view I think which uh, allows you to have a view of the of the uh, canal there, uh, so you know we we went with the most economical option, which was just the standard view, because I'm, honestly we're not looking out the window that much when we're in the room. Well, yeah, and if they're gonna, you know, if the reason you're getting the room is because of all of the special, unique, gorgeous theming inside, <laughs> sounds to me like that's where you should be paying attention, right? Right. The other thing I wanted to mention about uh, Port Orleans Riverside is the the other activities that are available at the resort. Oh, thank they you. They have a, a pretty good slew of, of things to do uh, if, if you have an off day where you're not at the park or an afternoon where you're, uh, you're relaxing around the resort. Uh, they have, and some of the activities are included in some of the vouchers that you get on check-in, but they have a, a, a place where you can fish. Uh, they have uh, water activities, including paddle wheel boats and some of the uh, small motor boats. Uh, they have bicycle rentals with the uh, uh, the Surrey type uh, bicycles, and uh, uh, and last but not least, uh, Yeehaw Bob uh, in in some on some of the evenings uh, playing the piano. I think he has, I think he does two shows a night. I think he does an early show and then a late show. I think the late show is a little bit more rowdy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Probably better to bring the kids to the early show. So, um, there's a lot more information about uh, the Port Orleans resorts. There are, uh, you know, probably more going on there than, than at any of the other moderate resorts, uh, I would say. And um, one of the ways to keep up with that is um, if you go to uh, www.portorleans.org, uh, it's an unofficial visitor's guide to Riverside and French Quarter. Uh, it's a fan website for the resorts, and uh, there's some really good information there, including a, uh, a schedule for the renovations. So if you're interested in seeing whether the... Uh, you know where where to request a room that would be uh, already renovated that would be a good place to look before we move on to talk about the uh, Caribbean Beach Resort we have a Diz Dad here we have more than one but we've got a Diz Dad here who hasn't yet visited the hot seat 
And so we need to do 10 questions with Dr. Philip Cole. You ready, Philip? I'm ready. Uh, all right, here are our 10 questions. Philip, where do you live and what do you do for a living? I live in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is in Northwest Louisiana, and I'm a general surgeon. Describe your family for us. Well, I have my, my wife, Kim, and I have two sons that are seven and four, and uh, we enjoy the, a lot of the Disney movies, and we've certainly enjoyed going to Disney World uh, several times over the last few years. What is your favorite off-the-beaten-path location in Walt Disney World? My favorite off-the-beaten-path location it would be probably somewhere in uh, Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom. Uh, to me, that you know, to have a place within within Disney World that's kind of uniquely American and uh, and historic, kind of historically accurate is is neat to see. Uh, and there's a lot of neat uh, detailing there that if you sit down and, and spend some time there and look around and and read some of the guidebooks, it's it's really neat to see. Uh, and it's, it's a good vantage point, I think, to sit down and, and stake out a spot and, and, uh, get ready for the parades too. And what is your least favorite place at Walt Disney World? The bus stops after the fireworks. <laughs> Can't disagree with you there. Who is your favorite Disney animated character? My favorite Disney animated character would probably be Mr. Incredible. What sound or noise do you love? I love hearing the, the monorail spiel when you uh, get on the monorail, especially you know when you first uh, are headed toward the parks that first day or so. Uh, you know, please stand clear of the doors. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Well, like like's been said often, the sound of of unhappy parents fussing at their kids at Disney World. <laughs> you know, Disney World. It, it's there's a lot going on and it can get hectic but uh it's you know everybody's there to have a good time and enjoy it what career other than your own would you like to attempt well in a in a in another time i would have uh, loved to uh, serve in the military okay what job would you not like to do Anything that required me to, to sit in a cubicle or sit in, in one spot all day, every day. Okay. If you could be a Disney cast member for one year, and only for one year, what job would you want to do? I think I'd want to be a part of the Disney security team. Uh, I think it would be uh, uh, great to have kind of an all-access pass to Disney World and, and really see how, how things run. Interesting. Interesting choice. Well, thank you very much, Philip. You've survived the hot seat. You can step on down. Thank you. All right. Um, now, as we were leaving our discussion of um, Port Orleans, we mentioned the new uh, Royal Guest Suites. The other moderate resort that we're going to discuss tonight, the Caribbean Beach Resort, sort of had the original... Uh, pilot project, if you will, for these specially themed rooms when uh, just back a few years ago they introduced the pirate rooms. Uh, has, has anybody stayed at a, a pirate room at the Caribbean Beach? Unfortunately, no. Okay. My wife wouldn't let me book it this last time. She just wouldn't <laughs> let me have it. Okay, well, has, has anybody here stayed at, at a regular room at the Caribbean Beach? 
I've stayed in uh, two different sections of it. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about Caribbean Beach then, David? Um, our favorite part about the Caribbean Beach, living here in uh, beautiful, landlocked, tropical Indiana, um, we don't get palm trees. We don't get white sand beaches. Um, so the overall theming of the resort is, is as it's called, the Caribbean Beach. Um, it's separated into separate islands, so the buildings are all painted in a different color, very bright, very lively colors. Um, we stayed in Martinique one year, which is closer to the front, which is Old Port Royal, where the um, uh, food court and the store uh, is. The, the checkout is actually, or the check-in is actually kind of in a different location. It's kind of more, I guess, centrally located, but uh, once you check in, there's really not a whole lot you know, for you to go back up there for, but it's just great theme. Got an awesomely themed pool, especially since they renovated it. It's sort of like an old Spanish fort. Um, the kids area now kind of is almost themed after a pirate ship. Uh, so they have kind of their own little separate water playing area. And they have a really nice island uh, that you can, uh, if you stay on one of the opposite ends of the resort that you walk across to get to the food court. Uh, there's all kinds of plants, um, all different kinds of birds, um, lots of wildlife that wanders through Caribbean. I think some of it may be accidental. Uh, And they also have a marina. You can rent boats there, which is a really nice little feature. And I've heard some, uh, the biggest complaint I hear about the Caribbean Beach Resort is that that, uh, I've heard complaints that transportation there is difficult. Um, Was that your experience? How how was your experience with the resort transportation? No, we we have the last couple of times that we've stayed there, we request Jamaica, which is towards the back corner. So I have a little bit of a longer walk to the food court, um, but if you're catching a Magic Kingdom or Epcot bus, at least this last time around, um, you would have been the first to be picked up. Um, now, granted, you're going to be stopping at multiple places, but you already have your seat. Um, if you're coming back from Magic Kingdom, you're the second stop off, so you're not on the bus very long. Um, but I have heard people who are staying like in the Trinidad area. Uh, or Barbados, they may be the last to be picked up, which means there's limited spots, especially in the morning. Uh, and if you're trying to make rope drop or an early ADR, um, and then of course at night, now you're crammed onto a bus and you're the last one dropped off. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Ryan, you had some interesting information about the, the Caribbean Beach rooms. The Caribbean Beach rooms are actually the largest of all the moderates. All the other rooms are 314 square feet, but Caribbean Beach rooms are 340. So you get some extra square footage if you stay there. Well, and that's almost 10% more. I mean, it's not a, a not a laughing matter. Yep, and it's also the the only uh, the only moderate with a zero entry pool. So I know when we were looking at resorts uh, very early on, our kids didn't swim very well, and so that was was something that really made us consider that resort. It's a good point. Um, for, for young kids, the zero entry pool really is much easier for them. And it's also um, much easier for people who have um, other mobility issues. Um, you know, sometimes people who use wheelchairs, for example, uh, can more easily use a, a zero entry pool than uh, a, a pool with a regular ladder entry. Absolutely. Um, Anybody have any comments about dining at the uh, Caribbean Beach? Yeah, I'd love dining at the Caribbean Beach. The the Old Port Royal uh, has a lot. It has four, is it four or five different 
uh, kind of sections for food, as well as the main restaurant there. And I tell you that they have this, I think it's called the Royal Sandwich, the Port Royal Sandwich. And that thing is about 10 inches thick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big sandwich. Uh, you can make, you know, two people I could have a meal out of it. Um, and we stayed at, when we were there, we stayed at Trinidad North. And, you know, I don't know if it was because of the time of year that we went, but the, the traffic, you know, the bus rides weren't too bad. Um, at night, they sometimes got a little crowded on some of our nights, but it wasn't too bad at all. And we stayed at, we stayed at uh, Barbados our first time, and that was before the renovations. Uh, and the, you know, the buses there weren't too bad either. But this time we had, you know, we had a really good room. The new uh, pool that they have there is really neat for the kids. Um, I didn't notice that uh, um, the Caribbean K, that little island that they had in the middle. I never noticed that before the first time we went, um, just because I think we're on the other side and we didn't have to walk past it. Okay. But that was re- that was really neat. You know, they have a little picnic area and stuff. You can go and sit down in there and enjoy the the plants and the the birds and whatever. Um, but yeah, we 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 love Caribbean Beach, and that's that's one of our favorite moderates. Okay. They, they also have a really great, just real quick pizza. Um, you know, some of the resorts offer pizza delivery. They have a pizza shop at the food court. And you go down there and you order it, and you'll have it within about ten minutes, and it's it's fairly inexpensive. I think a large pizza was like twelve dollars. And you can have that delivered to your room too for two uh, set down service. You know, on your if you're on the dining plan. The other thing I was gonna say is their their gift shop is really great there too. I think it's one of the only resorts we've ever found a coconut that you can actually mail home as a postcard. <laughs> Well, you know, the the nice part about that is that it does sound like it's one of the few gift shops that still carries some of the, the you know, resort specific merchandise that seems to have disappeared from most of the most of the Walt Disney World resort. Yeah, that's that's getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, we actually bought some artwork that um is unique to the Caribbean, um, that shows the different views, you know, kinda of combining the, the different theme of it. Um, and as Mark said, the coconuts are still there. And you, the last time we were there, uh, back in May, you could still buy T-shirts uh, and towels that were specific to the Caribbean beach. Nice to know. Um, well, that's really helpful information. Anybody else have other um, things to talk about with the uh, Caribbean beach resort? I got one last thing for that. Um, oh, okay. Kind of a, a funny story. We went sure. to downtown Disney. And coming home, we got on the bus, and the bus was pretty packed. And it's, you know, when you get on the bus, it starts doing its spill. You know, thank you for visiting downtown Disney. You know, we're now heading back to your Caribbean Beach Resort where the the resort is themed. It's as colorful and as lively as the islands itself. And, you know, it does a whole spill. And they get like 15, 20 seconds into it. And then it'd stop and it got stuck in this loop to where it, it would just start over again. And it just kept starting over and starting over. And, and the our group, the five of us, we started all repeating it. <laughs> Pretty soon we had the whole entire bus repeating this thing. And it'd stop. And then it'd start again and everybody would cheer. Yay! And then the bus driver came over the PA and said that he wasn't letting us off the bus until we remembered the whole thing. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. Okay, so which happened first? Did you get the whole thing memorized or did you get off the bus? No, it ended up, it's done by GPS, so... 
when he got you know a little ways down the street it went to a different queue so unfortunately we didn't get to learn the whole thing ah uh, okay well that's that's too bad you'll have to go back and stay there again then yes we will <laughs> <laughs> all right well you know before we leave this podcast um Ryan has a, a special trip coming up. Um, he's going to have to stash this podcast away so his kids don't hear it because uh, he's got a surprise trip to the other coast. Uh, his family's taking a Disneyland trip coming up here shortly. Uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So my wife has, has my wife and kids have never been west of the Mississippi. Actually, they've never been west of Tennessee. And we had been talking about going to the west coast to go see San Diego and and so we were looking for, for a, a neat trip to do. And so uh, I have a lot of frequent flyer miles. And so we were able to book uh, airfare for free, which was good. But it unfortunately kind of condensed the trip a little more than what we want. So we're going to go uh, for the first week in December to San Diego and then drive up to L.A. and spend, uh, spend a couple days at Disneyland. So we're going to spend the first weekend in San Diego and go to SeaWorld. Uh, for a day and we may go up to Legoland I'm not sure if we're going to go to Legoland or not and then we're going to go uh, we'll have a car while we're out there we'll drive north to Anaheim we're going to spend two days in an off-property hotel well they're all most, mostly all off-property but two days off-property and then we're looking at spending two days either in the Grand California or Grand Californian or the Disneyland Hotel and so we're spending a lot of time uh, still going back and forth on that. We haven't even reserved our room there. Uh, I'm going back and forth with our, our Disney travel agent to figure out which one we're, we're going to wind up uh, spending in, spending the day in. It, it, it's, uh, we're really looking forward to it. We're looking forward to the fact that you can just kind of walk to the, to the resorts directly or, or walk to the parks directly from the resorts. It's, and then you can park hop just by walking across. Um, and as we've been reading about it, my wife and I have been reading about it, things that we're really excited about is just being able to walk around in, in, in Walt's footsteps and to be able to see the things that he really touched and created. Because, we, you know, as you read about Disneyland, you hear that it's a, it's a very different, uh, it's a different park in that you can see Walt's handiwork there more than you can see it anywhere else. And so um, I'm a big fan of Disney of Walt and have read a lot about him and just really looking and really looking forward to, to getting the opportunity to, to experience his park. So uh, I, I'm sure the kids are going to be thrilled when they find out. Hopefully they'll find out before we get to the airport, but we haven't decided if we're going to tell them before that or not. We need a good way to, to break them in on the surprise. <laughs> well, we did our, our first trip that we did two years ago. Um, we, t we didn't tell the kids until we woke them up the morning that we left. Um, we, we had a, a very early flight in the morning, so we actually had to get them up at four in the morning to get in, you know, into the car and out to the airport. And so we told them for the first time at four in the morning, um, which was so fun. excited or groggy at that point? Both. Um, my our, my daughter was very excited and and you know kind of immediately perked up when we explained what we were doing. Um, my son, on the other hand, was just like, "Huh, okay, I gotta put on clothes." He was really out of it. 
we surprised our kids with it, with our land and sea trip. They knew we were going on the we were going on the cruise, but they didn't realize we were also going to the parks. And so we surprised them the morning uh, of the parks and getting them up for rope drop, telling them we were going over to Disneyland. They were both just still very much asleep, and it was difficult to get them to, to wake <laughs> up. Even fun. Of course, I was more excited than they were. We're yeah. going to Disney World. Come on, we're going to the Magic Kingdom for rope drop. Got to be excited. You can't want to sleep. <laughs> So it makes you a Diz Dad. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's interesting about, about going a West Coast trip is that you have the option to do a city pass. So you can buy multi-park hoppers, essentially, or not a multi-park hopper, but something that gives you access to SeaWorld and Universal uh, and the, zoo, the San Diego Zoo, as well as uh, a couple days at, at Disney uh, Disneyland and California Adventure. So we've been looking at doing that. Um, I think we're actually not going to do it though because it's not enough days at Disney and I think we're going to skip Universal which is what uh, the park is uh, a big part of what the, the you're paying for when you're paying for that city pass. Right. Sure. Yeah, and, and unfortunately you know, it's the same issue that it is at, at Disney World to a certain extent. It's that, it's that first day pass that's the most expensive. Yep. So getting the city pass and then just trying to add a day, you know, is, is, uh, a lot of extra expense. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's very much the first two days actually seem to be really expensive. I've noticed that we were looking at, at, um, buying park tickets for, for our January trip. And if you, if you, if you were going to do a two day trip, it's, it's relatively inexpensive, but then there's a big jump between two and three, and then it drops substantially from from that on. It's you know eight bucks a day to add, add additional days or something something yeah. relatively inexpensive. Yeah, I believe that starting with day four or yeah, I think it's starting with day four. It's it's actually five dollars a day. <laughs> um, it's almost insane. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's doing a, a Disneyland trip pre- preparation is very different than planning for a Disney World. There's no ADRs. You don't. So 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 much of what we do when we plan as a family is all about where are we going to eat and how are we going to arrange the park stuff and where are we going to be on which days? And there's none of that. We're just kind of going to be there and we're going to go see places. We right. don't we don't have we'll make reservations that day. It's very strange. Now you you can make you can make reservations for the Disneyland restaurant sixty days in advance. You probably don't have to, but you can. Yeah, I, I know. Well, I've heard from people saying that they call two weeks in advance, and the, the cast members that answer are, you know, why why are you calling us now? Yeah, they do get surprised, and they act like it's you know totally unnecessary. But I don't know. I can't imagine. Like if I knew that I really wanted to eat at Blue Bayou, which is the restaurant that that overlooks Pirates of the Caribbean. You yep. know the ride. If I knew I really wanted to eat there, I think I'd still go ahead and make the reservation, even if the cast member was surprised that I called, just because I know that if I then got there and found out that, you know, by whatever quirk they couldn't seat me, I'd be really cranky. Yeah, and that is the restaurant that comes up anytime you talk about Disneyland that that you have to eat at is Blue Bayou. So, uh, yeah, I could see being upset if you weren't able to eat there. Okay, uh, really enjoyed talking to you about this trip, Ryan. We're looking forward to hearing about uh, how the reveal goes and how the trip goes. I'm sure you'll share it with us on the Diz boards. As much as we've enjoyed talking here, we love hearing from you, our listeners. 
You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. Visit our website, disdads.com. Follow us on Twitter, Disdads Podcast. Or participate in the discussions in the Disdads subforum of the Disney for Families forum at disboards.com. Until next time, this is Aaron Ripmaster, Ryan Treichler, David Nicely, Philip Cole, and Mark Pratt. We'll see you next time. Thanks. This has been a Wizard of Oz production.